Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as we are so blessed to be able to gather every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 o'clock on these domestic church media stations and all of our platforms that uh, allow us to come out to you, wherever you are, anywhere in the world. Uh, And of course, this is Tuesday of Holy Week, uh, probably the most unusual Holy Week we've ever had in our lives, and uh, probably and prayerfully will ever have, uh, as we approach the beautiful Triduum and the glory of Easter. And I'm thanking you, my friends, for making domestic church media a part of your Holy Week and your Easter Triduum and Easter Sunday. I'm going to share with you a little later on some of the special programming that's coming up uh, this week, especially as we enter into the Triduum, because you know, we got to get away from the television, and we got to get away from social media. I'm telling you, I, I, I uh, you know, it, it, the, the virus is very serious, um, and we should be following the government guidelines regarding personal hygiene, washing your hands, and social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. Follow those guidelines, but don't be afraid. You see, this is what the media has done. The media has done a great job of convincing everybody that if you catch the virus, and your chances of getting it, by the way, are, are not that good either, but if you do happen to get it, that media would love you to believe that um, you're doomed, that uh, you're, you're going to find yourself, if you catch the virus, you will find yourself uh, on a gurney in an uh, understaffed, uh, um, overpopulated hospital, um, gasping for your last breath because of a shortage of ventilators. That's what the media would love you to have, have you believe. It is serious, and people are dying from it, tragically. But the survival rate is close to 99%. Yes, all these things. that. So do not, don't fear. I'm, I'm just praying that you, know, you stay away as much as you can this week from all of that. We know we can't go out. We know nothing's changing you know, uh, between now and, and uh, at least uh, through Easter Sunday or April 30th. Um, so accept it and come here and, and enter into uh, a, a beautiful time where we can prepare uh, spiritually. Of course, it's a, you know, we're, we're not able to have public masses or public liturgies this year. Sadly, so sad. I got a, a notice in my mailbox here at the radio station from the Ewing Police Department saying that churches aren't allowed to have um, parking lot gatherings and things. I guess they're not. I'm assuming they they know we're a radio station because they see our towers here. But maybe they think we're some kind of church. I don't know. The whole thing is just just, um, very disconcerting if you let it. Being here with us, sharing this time, my friends, and as I said, a little later on, I'm going to share with you uh, special programming that's coming up over the next few days into Easter. And uh, but let's let's first pray, 
And uh, as always, my brothers and sisters, I invite you to raise up your special prayer intentions. Again, we're coming to you on all of our domestic church media radio stations live right now, coming to you on all of our audio platforms. If you have the free domestic church media mobile app coming to you live that way on both audio and video, uh, coming to you live on the Google Home and uh, Amazon Echo devices, coming to you live on streaming audio, also live video right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domestic church media. Also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domestic church media, and also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, streaming live video there. And of course, because of all these platforms uh, through the internet, uh, we can go around the world. And I, I know we have friends watching. I have a, a lovely uh, comment uh, from uh, someone in Cameroon, Africa, who watches on Facebook and people who watch out in Texas. So anyway, let's let's just gather now as brothers and sisters in the Lord united in our faith and in our hope and in our joy as we now enter into this holiest of weeks uh, and uh, approach the beautiful Easter Triduum and Easter Sunday celebration. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And we're going to pray the prayer that Holy Father uh, gave us a couple weeks ago, protecting us from the coronavirus. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after the moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross the joy of the resurrection. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, who, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we'll pray, as Holy Father asked, the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium prayer, uh, to pray to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my brothers and sisters, thank you for being here. And I do pray that you will keep uh, domestic church media as a, a main source of your um, journey uh, this this week and into Easter. We know that uh, so many of the parishes are live streaming masses, which is great. The bishop himself, and I'll share that with you because we're going to carry some of that here as well. Um, and that's what we need to do. Get away from the television set, you know, and get away from the social media. You know, I, 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 I get so distraught, uh, and I shouldn't let myself get like that. We put on the news at night, or we put on the 
the cable programs and um, just the the numbers of you know confirmed cases around the world, numbers of deaths, and and the number is increasing. And and you know you know why the number of of, of confirmed um, uh, cases of the coronavirus in this country are now greater than any other country because we've tested more than anybody else. So certainly, the more tests you do, the more <laughs> confirmed cases you're going to get. And again, very serious. I'm, I'm not dismissing that at all. Um, it just some of it just doesn't make sense to me. That's all. And and I don't want to get into the negative part of it. But it, uh, so let's just put that away. And I'm just hoping that you will draw from what we bring you here, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You will draw great hope and great comfort because what we do here is all about Jesus. And that's really what this week is, this every day is about, but especially this week. And um, I encourage you, my friend, you know, just turn everything else off. Keep us on in the background. Some great programming coming up. Um, just to share with you some of that. Um, let's see if I have it here. I had it here in front of me. Where'd it go? Here we go. Um, first of all, our Mass schedule for uh, the rest of this week and into the Triduum. As you know, we have Holy Mass uh, at um, uh, 8 a.m. in the morning live from EWTN. We have it on at noon and then again 7 p.m. at night, and that's today and tomorrow. But then on Thursday, because it is Holy Thursday, the only Mass being celebrated on Holy Thursday will be the um, Mass of the Lord's Supper, and we're going to broadcast that live here at 7 o'clock, Holy Thursday evening, and it will be the broadcast of Bishop O'Connell's Mass. And then we'll be obviously no congregation, but Bishop O'Connell will celebrate the Mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday, 7 p.m. We'll have that here for you live. And then on Good Friday, of course, there, there is no Mass, uh, but we will bring you live at 3 o'clock, the commemoration of the Lord's Passion with Bishop O'Connell, again, at 3 o'clock on Good Friday. And then his Easter Vigil Mass uh, with the bishop will be 7 p.m. on Holy Saturday. Um, and then Easter Sunday, our Mass schedule will be 4 a.m. We'll bring you live from Rome, the uh, solemn Mass of Easter with Pope Francis. 8 a.m., we're going to bring you live from EWTN, the solemn Mass of Easter, uh, live at 8 a.m., and then we're going to repeat that Mass at 11.30 a.m., uh, an encore of that particular Mass. And then at the conclusion of that Mass at around 1 o'clock here on all of our stations and all of our audio platforms, we're going to start playing some beautiful resurrection music, Easter music, great songs of glory and praise and, and, and just beautiful hymns. Cheryl has gotten a, a, a slew of requests and we were here Sunday um, putting together a, a nice long set of Easter music and, and beautiful hymns and both contemporary and classical. You, know, you can't appeal to just one. Just put it on and let it play in the background of your Easter on Sunday starting at 1 o'clock. We're going to play it for the rest of the day just to bring some uplifting joy through music celebrating our Lord's resurrection. And uh, we were, again, we were here Sunday ourselves creating these uh, sets uh, that we're going to play for you. And we're not done yet. We want to <laughs> stretch it out to, to a number of hours so it can continue to play through the rest of the day. And that's what we ask you to do is turn our stations on on Easter Sunday. Uh, of course, throughout, keep it on here, but, but especially at 1 o'clock on Easter Sunday uh, where we start playing our Easter music and just let it let it let it play throughout your home, your homes, and whoever you're celebrating the great day of resurrection. Uh, and you know this year, this year is going to be a very uh, unusual one because we're going to 
pretty much, you know, be isolated. Whoever is in your house is, is the, are the individuals or individual with whom you'll be spending Easter. And, uh, uh, you know, there won't be a lot of visiting or any visiting, I suppose, and um, uh, maybe a lot of FaceTiming, <laughs> a lot of Skyping and things. But um, anyway, the Lord is going to see us through all this. He'll see us through. And, uh, you know, Cheryl got an email the other day, why is God allowing this? You know, God will only allow things like this to happen that can be tragic and can be very, very uh, unnerving. Uh, always, always, always to bring about a greater good. And we don't know what that greater good is right now. Uh, maybe, maybe we do. Maybe we're seeing a lot more family togetherness and a lot more uh, people slowing down their lives, their hectic lives. And uh, we're seeing people who are praying more and, and really thirsting and hungering for uh, Mass and the Eucharist and the sacraments so that when things do get back to normal, as normal as they can get back to, people will run to the churches. You know, it's uh, here in the Diocese of Trenton, you know, the churches, church doors are locked. You can't get in. Uh, Bishop O'Connell, and just in his decision to uh, do what he did based on the uh, public health officials, um, it's not a, no, it wasn't, I'm sure, it was a very difficult decision for him, and, and people certainly are, you know, missing being able to sit in front of the tabernacle. You know, and we're very blessed because we have the tabernacle here, and uh, we were able to, Sean and I were able to do that. We're the only two in the building. Um, but it's a very, very unusual situation, obviously. But now's the time, as I said, turn all that other stuff off. Keep your radio tuned to this station or however you're listening. Uh, watch EWTN, but, but get away from the other stuff. That, that, it's only going to drag you down. It's only going to bring you down. Um, it's, a, it's a horrible thing, and we know that the Lord is in charge, and God has allowed it. He's permitted it through his permissive will. Uh, we don't understand it, perhaps, but we know that in allowing these types of things that the Lord will always bring about a greater good. So we have to believe that. And this Holy Week is a special, special time where we can then, because of our isolation, maybe focus more on, you know, maybe in, in Holy Week's past, you know, in years past, maybe we've been so distracted with so many various things that are going on, uh, and we, we miss a lot of it. But now we're kind of all forced to really focus on it. That's why I say get away from the, 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 the news and all that stuff they're throwing at you. And the social media, the negativity there, and just focus on the good and the beauty of this week, what it means, what we celebrate, what we remember, especially as we enter into the Triduum on Thursday, and the establishment of the Eucharist and the priesthood, and, and, and then the glory of our Lord's passion and resurrection, and what that has done for the entire world, for you, for me, opened up the gates of heaven. He conquers sin and death on that cross. And on the third day, rises again and gives us all the great hope. You know, there's some beautiful programs that we were watching the night about the Shroud of Turin. And get into that. Get into that. Get away from this coronavirus business. Get away from the masks and all the other stuff that people Just do what you have to do. Follow the guidelines. And then let God take care of the rest. And he will. And you can make what we do here part of that. You know, we're family. Last week, as you know, we had to postpone our Radiothon. We certainly uh, felt it was not an appropriate time to have that Radiothon. I'm still very, very 
just thrilled at the numbers of donations that are coming in the mail and online. Thank you for that. You're supporting this work. Uh, I was so afraid that, uh, you know, we would see donations really drop off, but they've, they have dropped off somewhat, but certainly not what I expected. So thank you, all of you who are supporting us, because, you know, we count on the Radiothon every year to be the major source of our funding throughout the year, and not having it now uh, you know, could put us in a precarious situation, but you're, you're really coming through for us, so thank you for that. Keep that coming. Uh, we need to be here for you. And our doors are not locked. Our doors are not shut. You can come here anytime. And as I said, we bring you the Mass three times a day. We're going to bring you all these beautiful liturgies over the next, uh, through the Triduum and into Easter Sunday. The Easter Sunday, fill your hearts, your homes, the airwaves with beautiful songs of Easter and resurrection and praise and glory. And we're so looking forward to having, sharing that with you. Cheryl and I were here on Sunday. We're, uh, Cheryl was so excited saying how much she, the people are going to love this. She kept saying they're going to love it. So uh, we're working hard for you. Keep us in prayer. And, you know, we're getting very blessed because we have this beautiful little chapel of the Holy Family here in the building. It's a private chapel, not a public chapel. So uh, it is here for us, uh, Cheryl and me, and we're able to go in there and pray and and, uh, before the tabernacle. And and we do pray for you. I pray for you every day when I'm in there, my morning prayer, my evening prayer, even daytime prayer now. I go in there and pray and, and include you, all of you, our family of listeners, and if you have any prayer requests, just send them our way. We'll pray for you here in front of the tabernacle. I, I, I promise you that. So anyway, then also um, when we take our break and come back from our break at the bottom of the hour, I'll share with you some of the other uh, special programming that's going to be coming up as well over the next few days through our affiliation with EWTN. But let's, let's first do this. Let's, let's go to um, Holy Father and um, <clears throat> his Angelus message from Sunday, Palm Sunday. Kind of, again, a very unusual Palm Sunday for most people, right? Um, we were looking for palms, but we, all we have here are fake palms on our fake palm trees back here on the TV set. So, uh, anyway, very unusual, but Cheryl was insistent. She put the red cloth on our, on our altar there in the chapel, and uh, we put the mass on that we broadcast here at noon from the Basilica uh, in Washington and, and participated that way. Um, but Holy Father, again, he's, 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 his routine is the same, just without the people. So he's still giving his... Sunday Angelus messages, and this past Sunday, Palm Sunday, he ended his Palm Sunday Angelus by uh, greeting the faithful. He said, taking part through the means of social communication. And isn't that the beauty of what we have here? You know, that you, you and, and again, through the, the, so many of the parishes are streaming video of their, their masses, and that's great. Um, and we're able to broadcast here the audio portions of, of all these special liturgies and, and masses. And um, I got a letter from someone the other day who, who said that uh, she had a, a, um, an elderly relative living in the Trenton area and I guess was not aware of our being here um, and said that her this elderly relative was just longing for you know some type of mass. And, and did we broadcast the mass? And I wrote back and I said, sure, it's on three times a day. <laughs> And uh, so hopefully we got a, a new listener there. But what that means to so many people. So Holy Father thanked all those who participated in the Angelus message on Sunday uh, by these various means of communication. In particular, he said, my thoughts go out to the young people all over the world who are living today's Diocesan World Youth Day in an unprecedented way. And Diocesan World Youth Day 2020 in, in the Diocese of Rome was supposed to have been Palm Sunday 
uh, was going to mark the beginning of the handing over of the cross from the young people of uh, Panama, where the last World Youth Day took place in uh, last 2019, to those of Lisbon, where the next World Youth Day will take place in 2022. Holy Father said this very significant gesture has been postponed and will now be taking place on Christ the King Sunday on November 22nd. And Holy Father said, while waiting for that moment, I urge you, young people, to cultivate and witness to the hope, to the generosity, to the solidarity of which we are all in need in this difficult moment. You know, that's, that's when you stop to think about it and the isolation that we, many, so many people are experiencing. You know, again, Cheryl and I, we're, our, you know, our nest is empty, so it's just Cheryl and me and the cat. Um, I pretend the cat isn't there. And, uh, you know, we miss... We miss visiting with our with our family. We miss, especially, my goodness, the grandchildren. You know, we we uh, FaceTime with them, <laughs> and I'm sure they don't understand what's going on. They're only one and three years old, so we're able to FaceTime with them, and with our children, our grown children, and and talk with them and text and things. Uh, but you know, you miss all of a sudden. You realize, and the other thing I find very strange is is people. People are seem to be very, very suspicious of each other in that, you know, are you a carrier? Are you going to give me this virus? And I don't know. It just seems very, very strange. And and, and um, so we need to have more solidarity. And I think this is a great way to do that here on what we do for you here at Domestic Church Media is, you know, our routine has not changed. Our programs are the same, and, and we're always here as, as, as we have been. Uh, so hopefully this is maybe some some type of, of continuity for you uh, kind of continues that the way you were living before the, 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 the situation, um, you know, came about and the way hopefully when it's all over, you continue. And I'm hoping we got a lot new, a lot of new listeners now uh, through this, people who found out about us like that woman in here in the Trenton area. The Holy Father said looking ahead. Um, I guess yesterday, April 6th, was the U.N.'s International Day of Sports for Development and Peace. Well, we're not seeing any sports, are we? <laughs> Unless you want to watch the old baseball games or football games they're putting on. Um, but this is what the Holy Father said in concluding his Angelus message, asking the faithful, and he's, you know, I'm sharing these words with you, my friends. He spoke them on Sunday, but I'm sharing them with you now in case you didn't hear them. Holy Father asked you to journey in faith toward Holy Week in which Jesus suffers, dies, and rises. And he invited all those who were unable to participate in the liturgical celebrations to gather together in prayer at home, aided by the means of technology. And again, uh, if you go to our website, and uh, on the banner up on top, the scrolling banner, there's a, a, a Holy Week and Easter schedule. You can click on that, and all of our special programs will be there for you. And I'll share some of that with you when we come back from our break. Um, so Holy Father, understanding and realizing through technology and, and, and uh, various uh, um, uh, technology, we can, we can broadcast and, and, and bring you these special things. Pope Francis said, let us hold close spirituality, those who are sick and their families and all those who self-sacrificingly care for them. Let us pray for the deceased in the light of the Paschal faith. Everyone is present in our hearts, in our thoughts, and in our prayers and Holy Father said, finally, uh, and he prayed that Mary walk with us and sustain our hope as we follow Jesus on the way of the cross that leads us to the glory of the resurrection. 
This is probably, my brothers and sisters, this is probably, maybe in our lifetime, the, and maybe, the only Holy Week where we're being, and have, we will have the opportunity to have a, a, an enormous burden and suffering in that, again, you know, how many people, I know I miss, I miss going to daily Mass, my goodness, um, actually participating, you know, in Mass and receiving the Eucharist. How many people, I'm sure all of you listening, watching now, are, are feeling that great hunger to attend Mass, to receive, even to go to confession, um, so we're being asked to carry this burden and being asked to sacrifice in a big, big, big way. So it may be the only Holy Week in our entire lifetime where we'll be able to unite such an enormous suffering with our Lord and his passion, that we can walk with him. You know, everything else is gone. You know, we, people, people aren't at work. Uh, you know, pe- people, you know, everybody's routine has changed. We're almost forced now over these next few days, and especially as we enter into the Triduum, whether you watch the Mass on, on uh, you know, the social media or you listen here, I hope you do, to, to, to totally participate and be united, where maybe we wouldn't have been that way, even if we went to a Mass. You know, we take for such granted the fact that we, you know, there's a mass every day in multiple churches in our in parishes in our area. We can go any go anytime, anywhere. We can't now. We're missing that. It's not available to us. As I said, I, I got that notice in my mailbox here at the radio station. And I, the Ewing police are wonderful. You know, they, they, they take good care of us here. You know, we're we're back off the the beaten path, so to speak, and. Um, the canine unit will come back here at night, and he'll let his dog run run around the, the property, and so we feel good. You know, we feel safe and secure. So they're very, very good. We love we love our local police department. But I did get a notice in the mailbox from the Ewing Township Police uh, Captain, um, and I guess they're passing it to all quote unquote churches. I guess they thought maybe we were a church where he had heard that some pastors in the area were planning Easter Sunday services in the parking lots of their buildings. And he said, even that is not allowed. And I, you know, first of all, we're not a church, so we weren't going to be doing that. But, um, but I, that kind of, it kind of disturbed my spirit when I saw that. Um, Because I thought, what is this coming to, you know, and then who is this, who, here it is Easter Sunday, and I'm not saying people should do it, police said you can't do it, but I don't see why not if you're in your car, but anyway, but they're, they're warning churches, don't do that, don't make our police officers come out and break it up, yet you, you, you go to the grocery store and people are lined up, you know, buying their food, or you go to pass a Wawa or a quick check and people are in there and you Liquor stores are open. People are buying their liquor. I don't know. It just it it just seems like we're there. There is there obviously is an evil element that has entered into the situation. If not from the very beginning, certainly at this point. So we have to just pray it away. Trust in the Lord, and use the means available to us right now 
to participate in these beautiful liturgies that are coming up this week. The rest, as I said, we'll have Mass on tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, uh, 8 a.m. in the morning, live from EWTN, noon, and then uh, 7 o'clock at night. And then starting Holy Thursday, we'll go through the Triduum with the special liturgies and, and the service on Good Friday. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is just keep the other stuff out. You know, put it in a closet somewhere and, and, and forget about it. I'm talking about all the news programs, all the cable news, all the, all the things that are out there, the reports and the social media, the negative memes and all this other. Just get it out of there and really allow yourself to enter in to the beauty of this triduum as we enter into this holiest time of our liturgical calendar. And just, again, put the blinders on to the outside world. You're in your home. You're in your domestic church. Think about that. The Lord is, is, has placed you in your domestic church. Remember that word? You know, we, we, we call ourselves domestic church media. When I first began this 18 years ago, people would ask me, what does that mean, domestic church? What are you talking about, domestic church? And it was from the Second Vatican Council where the council fathers said that every home must become a little church. It's a holy place. And so now the Lord is asking you to spend these next holy days in your own domestic church where it can be a, a place of great peace, great consolation, great prayer. And we can help you there. We can enhance that by coming into your home through whatever way you listen to these broadcasts and be a part of that. Participate in the liturgies. Participate in the special programming. Uh, and I'll give you some more details on that in just a moment. We come back from break. Um, and then, of course, Easter Sunday, starting at 1 o'clock, we're just going to fill the airwaves and hopefully your homes and your hearts with the beautiful music uh, that we're preparing for you here uh, where we will um, share with you the uh, so many of the songs that are out there, hymns and carols, not carols, hymns, and uh, both classical and contemporary from 1 o'clock on for the rest of Easter Sunday. All right, let me take a break. I'm going to come back and share with you um, uh, some more um, about our special programming and then a little bit of the Holy Father's homily from Palm Sunday. So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Come to Me. St. Paul Street Evangelization supports hundreds of teams of evangelists sharing the good news. But did you know that some of these teams are public prayer stations? Set up a sign on the sidewalk and offer prayer and encouragement to those you encounter. Everyone needs prayer. Try this new method of witnessing to Jesus. Contact St. Paul Street Evangelization to get started at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Now when you've got Jesus in your heart, then and then only can you see and find your real self. You know why? Because you're not afraid to look at yourself. You're not going around pretending you're something you're not. If you're an angry person, you got the guts to say, I am an angry person. But with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit, the power of steering. I can become like who? Like Jesus. Not like me. Not like the best in me, but like Jesus in me. You see, it's very, very important that when you go around looking for yourself, that you try to find out who you are, that you have Jesus in your heart. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From East Brunswick to East Windsor. Newtown to Neptune. Furlong to Forked River. From Colts Neck to Columbia. New Hope to New Egypt. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, and uh, before we get to the Holy Father's homily from Palm Sunday, uh, I'm going to uh, share with you just some of the other special programming that we're going to be providing to you over the next uh, number of days uh, leading up to Easter. So um, I thank you for being here, and as I said, for making Domestic Church Media a part of your your Holy Week, your Easter Triduum, your Easter Sunday, and Easter Week. You know, don't forget, next week, uh, every day is an Easter day within the octave, so uh, 
celebrate it. You know, let's not let this situation bring us down. We are a great people of hope and uh, a great people of resurrection. And all this is going to be gone one day. Well, it'll be over, and uh, we uh, will still we'll still be praising the Lord. So. Anyway, as I said, uh, starting this Thursday, Holy Thursday, uh, I have some special programming coming up. Again, the only Mass that day will be the Mass of the Lord's Supper, and that will be at 7 o'clock at night uh, on Holy Thursday, and it will be with the, the Mass celebrated by Bishop O'Connell, so we'll broadcast that. But during the day, you know, all of our regular programming will be on, but there will be a few special things. For instance, we won't have the Mass at 8 o'clock in the morning on Holy Thursday because there is no morning Mass. Uh, so we're going to bring you Mother Angelica and... Uh, she has a teaching on the Stations of the Cross, the first part. We'll have the Rosary, the Chaplet, etc. Wonderful uh, Holy Thursday meditations at 5 o'clock on Holy Thursday. I guess I won't be here Holy Thursday. <laughs> Will I? I don't think so. Um, and then uh, the Rosary again, 5.30 on Holy Thursday in the evening. And uh, then Good Friday, uh, 7 a.m., we're going to have Mother Angelica on with her second episode of Stations of the Cross, part two. And then at 8 a.m. for the next three hours on Good Friday morning, 8 a.m. till noon for three hours, uh, Bishop Robert Barron will teach on the seven last words of Christ, a three-hour uh, presentation. So uh, that'll be a Good Friday morning. Uh, we will have then live from Rome at noon, our time here, uh, the Liturgy of Our Lord's Passion with Pope Francis live from Rome. Uh, and then... Uh, at 1.30, we have Good Friday Meditations with Father Groeschel, Stations of the Cross. At 2 o'clock, now this is a special Stations of the Cross, 2 o'clock Good Friday, uh, um, Stations of the Cross during the pandemic. So it's going to be kind of geared toward our current situation. 2 o'clock on Good Friday. And then 3 o'clock, we'll bring you the commemoration of the Lord's Passion with Bishop O'Connell. That'll be live uh, with the bishop. Uh, and then uh, some other special programming as well that evening. This is all on our website, by the way, so you can check it out there. Holy Saturday, um, again, no Mass on Holy Saturday morning. Uh, so we have Mother Angelica at 8 a.m. with the seven last words of Christ. We have uh, Meditations on the Station of the Cross at 2 o'clock. We have um, Live from Rome at 2.30, our time, 2.30 in the afternoon, the uh, Holy Saturday uh, Vigil Mass with Pope Francis, Live from Rome. 7 p.m. will bring you the local Easter Vigil Mass with Bishop O'Connell. That's 7 o'clock. And then at 8.30, we'll bring you uh, the Easter Vigil Mass from the Basilica of the National Shrine in Washington, D.C. So there'll be three opportunities for you to participate in a Vigil Mass. There'll be the one from Rome at 2.30, uh, Bishop O'Connell's at 7, and then 8.30 from the uh, Vigil down in Washington, D.C. And then Easter Sunday, um, we're going to bring you 4 a.m., Live from Rome on Easter Sunday, uh, the solemn Mass of Easter with Pope Francis. Again, very, very strange because there'll be no people there. Uh, Easter Sunday at St. Peter's Square, I'm sure, is usually you know overflowing, but nobody there but the Holy Father. So he'll be celebrating Easter Mass at 4 a.m. We'll bring that to you if, you, if you're up early. Um, he's also then at 5 o'clock going to give his, I'm sorry, 6 o'clock going to give his Urbi et Orbi message, special Easter blessing. Uh, and then 8 a.m. on Easter Sunday morning, we'll bring you the Solemn Mass of Easter from EWTN. That'll be live at 8 a.m. And then we're going to repeat that Mass at 
a.m. So there's three opportunities for Mass on Easter Sunday here on our stations. 4 a.m. with the Holy Father live from Rome. 8 a.m. from EWTN live. And then 11.30 a.m., a rebroadcast of that Mass from EWTN. And then starting at around 1 o'clock, however you listen to us, whether it's the radio or streaming audio, your mobile app, Put us on for the rest of the day. We're going to just keep playing Easter music, beautiful hymns and, 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 and traditional contemporary, beautiful music, praising the Lord, you know, and, and uh, just put it in the background in your home. Make your house filled, you know, your little church, your little domestic church, fill it with music on Easter Sunday. You won't have to change a record <laughs> the way we used to in the old days. Or you won't have to go on and, and you know, you know what we're going to play is going to be Good rock solid music. Cheryl's picking it out. You guys have have made many suggestions that we're she's uh, done. We've recorded, and we're we're making this long, long, ultra long set, hours long. So it's going to start at one o'clock and play right through midnight. Uh, so fill your little domestic church with the music of Easter on Sunday, starting at one o'clock. Um, just put it on in the background. Just sit back, relax, take a nap in the afternoon with the music playing in the background. And it's all songs of praise, singing of our risen Lord. Oh, I, I, we, get, we were getting goosebumps here the other day. We make it Sunday. We were here. We're going to finish it up tomorrow or, or, or Thursday. Uh, um, just playing all this music and listening to it, and just oh man, how powerful! What a great, what a great thing! People are so hungering for some type of consolation, and you know, music um, hath charms that soothe the savage breast. You know, uh, so there's great, great joy in the music we're going to play for you. All day, starting at 1 o'clock, all day Easter Sunday. If you have any other requests, <laughs> as I said, we're, still, we're not finished making our sets yet, so you can still email Cheryl if you have any suggestions, uh, both whether it's just be the title or you have a title and artist. We've done some of those as well. Uh, you can email Cheryl at domesticchurchmedia.org, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Cheryl at domesticchurchmedia.org, and make some suggestions for Easter music. We're going to play it starting at 1 o'clock Sunday. And keep it going all day to help fill your domestic church with the beautiful sounds of music, singing of the resurrection, singing of Jesus Christ. So, okay, let's go on to Holy Father. This is uh, from his homily on Sunday, Palm Sunday. You know, probably there probably are more people. I think just as I'm looking at this, I'm reading from the, the Catholic News Agency. There probably are more people now listening to Pope Francis than ever before because, you know, people are listening to these and watching these liturgies where maybe they, they didn't before because they, you know, they went to Mass and now this is it. Anyway, on Palm Sunday, Holy Father offered Mass in a nearly empty St. Peter's Basilica and urged Catholics who are, you know, self-isolated or quarantined at home to remember what really matters in life. So here's a advice from the Holy Father. We're all home. We're all in our little domestic churches. And Holy Father asked us to remember what really matters in life, loving God and serving others. Loving God and serving others. Pope Francis said, the tragedy we are experiencing summons us to take seriously the things that are serious and not be caught up in those that matter less. To rediscover that life is of no use if it is not used to serve others. 
for life is measured by love, Pope Francis said. Now, is this situation kind of made us become a little bit more retrospective in, in the way we see things in our past, how we lived our lives, and what were what was important to us maybe six weeks ago or a month ago even? Today means nothing, right? How things have changed. The things that we thought were were of uh, you know utmost importance in our lives, the time that we had to do certain things, and you know we were all on a on a, on a, a roller coaster ride of life. You know, getting here, getting there, doing this by this time, getting this done by that time, looking at our watches, looking at our clocks, you know, looking at our calendars, our schedules, and now we're home. You're, if you're listening to this, you're probably in, in your home. Maybe some of you are driving. There aren't many cars on the road these days. Nobody's really going anywhere. You have to go, go to the grocery store, pick up a, something uh, from the pharmacy or something. Maybe you're listening, you know, in your bedroom, just, you know, <laughs> lying down. And I know I find myself, yesterday we were, we were like, okay, you know, this is, we're getting bored we can fill our days with, with, with good things, with prayer, with, with spiritual reading, you know, and, and filling our hearts with, with great anticipation of the, of the Paschal mystery, of Easter Sunday, celebrating the, the resurrection, all these things. So Holy Father said, you know, now's the time to take things seriously, the things that are serious, and not to get caught up in those things that matter less. To rediscover that life is of no use if not used to serve others. The Holy Father said Catholics can look to the suffering Christ as an example of a life lived completely in the service of others. In these holy days, the Holy Father said, in our homes, let us stand before the crucified one. Now, I'm sure every good Catholic home is a crucifix somewhere in the house, right? probably multiple crucifixes. So Holy Father said, go stand before that crucifix. You're in your home. You're in your domestic church. Go stand before that crucifix and look at it, the fullest measure of God's love for us and before the God who serves us to the point of giving his life and let us ask for the grace to live in order to serve. You know, uh, uh, I have a, we have a beautiful crucifix here in our chapel, and there's a great story behind that crucifix. Many, many, many years ago, when I first began, was first trying to, to, to build the apostolate, probably 2002, 2003, in the very beginning, I had a small group of, of uh, individuals who were kind of like my board of directors at that time. They, were, they guided me. There were men... Uh, um, of various expertises and backgrounds, one in fundraising, one in finance, one in business operation, successful in their own right. And I was just a novice. You know, what did I, all I wanted to do was get on the radio and talk about Jesus. <laughs> but there obviously had to be some type of, of, of structure to what we were doing here, corporate structure. We are, we are, we are incorporated. We're, you know, a business entity, so to speak, set up that way. And one of these uh, men, um, 
was going to begin a um, online, very way ahead of his time, really. <laughs> this is, you know, 17 years ago, probably. He was going to start an online Catholic um, store. He saw, he had a vision of, you know, this is the way of the world. I better get on there if I want to, instead of opening up a storefront, let me do it online. Anyway, he, he, and this is, again, this is way, way back before we may have just been in, incorporated as a as a an official entity, domestic church media, but we had nothing. We didn't have a building, a radio station, a few years away from that even, our first station. But he he gave me this beautiful crucifix. We were at a, a meeting one night. He said, you know, Jim, I just want to give this to you. He said, I, I just feel that one day you're going to hang it in your in your chapel, in your station. And I thought, well, I don't even have a station, let alone a chapel. And that's the crucifix we have hanging in our chapel here. It was the first thing when, when after we, our, our good friend Tom had finished, uh, he said, come on in. Tom said to me, come on in and, and hang the crucifix. And we put the crucifix on the wall. It's still there, same place. But I look at that crucifix, obviously, every day that I'm in the chapel. It's a beautiful crucifix. We all have them in our homes, right? Beautiful crucifixes. But for the most part, the, these crucifixes, as I said last week, they're, they're very sterile compared to what our Lord really went through. You know, there's a little bit of blood coming out of one hand, each of his hands, and a little slash on the side, you know, where the spear went in, but maybe a droplet of blood or two on his forehead from the crown of thorns. We don't really see the extent to the, the extreme torture that Jesus went through. These crucifixes don't, don't express that. So when we look at our crucifix, as Holy Father asked us to do now, as we're quarantined at our home, go to our crucifix, look at that crucifix, the fullest measure of God's love for us. And, and imagine, for as sterile as that image might be, the corpus might be on your, on your, on your crucifix, imagine it, you know, 100 times, 500 times worse than that. Imagine and picture the, the, the image that was uh, expressed in the film The Passion of the Christ. That's the true image of what Jesus looked like after that horrible crucifixion. The Holy Father said the uh, coronavirus pandemic has allowed people to see that the real heroes are not the famous, the rich, successful people, but those who are giving of themselves in order to serve. We know we hear it all the time about the healthcare workers who are, uh, you know, doing so many and so much good in, in, in the practice of their, their art and their vocation as a healthcare worker. Um, he said, Holy Father said, Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. His love for us led him to sacrifice himself and to take upon himself our sins. This astonishes us, Pope Francis said. God saved us by taking upon himself all the punishment of our sins. Without complaining, but with the humility, patience, and obedience of a servant, and purely out of love. And, you know, I, I mentioned the film, The Passion of the Christ, but that's another, uh, another thing you can do while you're home. Put on one of those movies, you know, those, those DVDs. And actually, I think The Passion of the Christ is on a few of those different services. I think even uh, whether it's Prime Video or Netflix or Hulu, whatever, whatever you have or subscribe to, if you do subscribe to anything, you can find something. But there's that one scene in that movie, uh, 
Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, where when, when, when Jesus is first given the cross, he, he embraces it. He, he, he just takes it and, you know, he doesn't shun it, obviously, or he, he's not afraid of it. He embraces it because this is, what it, this is why he came into this world, for that. To take all of our sins upon himself and the weight of that cross and then to be crucified, tortured, murdered for our sake, the sacrificial lamb. Holy Father said he emptied himself, the Lord did, to take the form of a servant. And the Holy Father said, what can we do in comparison with God who served us even to the point of being betrayed and abandoned? Pope Francis said, we can refuse to betray him for whom we were created and not abandon what really matters in our lives. And this is a time now we have. You know, someone said, well, what, what, are the, what, what good is coming from all this? Well, one of the goods that may come from this is that we're having time to stop and, and think, contemplate, meditate. And Holy Father said, you know, we can think about what really matters in our lives. We were put in this world to love him and our neighbors. Everything else passes away. Only this remains. And the Holy Father said that just as God the Father sustained Jesus in the suffering in his passion, the Lord also supports each of us whose love and service of others is a via crucis in itself, a way of the cross. Now, you know, we had Dr. Um, Dr. Fitzgibbons on on Friday's program about Dr. Fitzgibbons does a lot of work in marital healing. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, <laughs> we, we haven't spent this much time together as husband and wife in, in, uh, since probably we were dating. And many of you who have little children, we, we, my goodness, we think of our, our son and our beautiful daughter-in-law and, and their two little, little children, one and three years old. You know, in the beginning it was rough, they said, because you know, the kids don't understand. Uh, but they got them on a good routine. So they're kind of a routine day now. They all know what to expect. So that's good for children. And, and they're, it can't be easy all the time. You know what it's like with little kids. You know what it's like to, with big kids. <laughs> so it can be a, a, a certain way of the cross itself, right, and, and how we're, what we're being asked to do. But Holy Father said today in the tragedy of a pandemic, in the face of the many false securities that, we, uh, have, now, uh, cr- that have now crumbled, in the face of so many hopes betrayed and the sense of abandonment that weighs upon our hearts, Jesus says to each one of us, and so if you are afraid, you shouldn't be afraid. You know, we say faith, not fear, prayer, not panic, right? Holy Father said, you can, uh, Jesus says this to each one of us. So here's the vicar of Christ telling us what the Lord is saying to each one of us. Courage. Or as they say in Italian, coraggio. Open your heart to my love. You will feel the consolation of God who sustains you. But think about those words, especially over the next number of days. We're home. We can't go anywhere. We're going to miss spending uh, a, a beautiful holy day, holiday with our families and friends. Jesus says, courage. Open your heart to my love. 
you will feel the consolation of God who sustains you. And, I mean, no better words to think about or meditate on or contemplate than those, right? With our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now as we enter into this beautiful time of year where we remember. You know, one thing I, I am going to, I'm going to miss all the liturgies, of course, but I, I, my favorite liturgy in our liturgical calendar has always been the Holy Thursday liturgy. I love Holy Thursday, the Mass of the Lord's Supper. Because all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the vestments are white, and it's not Easter yet, and, 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 and the bells start to ring during the Gloria, and it's a wonderful anticipation of the resurrection and as we, as we commemorate the Lord's Supper, the establishment of the Eucharist and the Holy Priesthood. I, I love that Mass. I'm going to miss that this year. Although we will bring you 7 o'clock with Bishop O'Connell, uh, and I'm sure it'll be a beautiful, beautiful Mass on Holy Thursday. But listen to these words again. Hold them in your heart as we now begin this. Uh, tomorrow's the Spy Wednesday, right? And then, of course, we enter into the Triduum. Jesus said, and this is from the Holy Father, Courage. Open your heart to my love. You will feel the consolation of God who sustains you. Courage, courage, courage. Open your heart to my love. You will feel the consolation of God who sustains you. Embrace those words. Remember them. Okay? Courage. Open your heart to my love. You will feel the consolation of God who sustains you. Okay, I got to go, so um, I'll be back on uh, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's Wednesday. I'll be back for that. And then, uh, oh, there's that skipping again. We're trying to kick around. We don't know why that's happening. Listen to that. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back. The old days used to kick the record player. All right, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. God willing. Have a great rest of your day, my friends. Thanks for listening. My name is Jim Manfredonia. God bless you, and God love you.